everyone. Welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Jackie McManus, the CEO and founder of KJ Media. How are you, Jackie? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to know you're well. Let's get started. Yeah. Yes, let's get rolling. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Okay. So um, KJ Media, we are a recruitment advertising agency. We are niche to the transportation and supply chain space. So um, I actually, I, growing up as a kid, um, no one in my family is in the, the transportation space. And when I graduated from college, I worked for DHL and um, they they quickly could not compete with the UPS and FedEx and turned into a solely international um, shipper. And then I got recruited to work for a truck driver staffing agency. Okay. And this is 2008. The economy is collapsing and this company is hiring. So uh, I go and I meet with the CEO and, you know, again, this industry at the time was so new to me. And he said to me, he goes, you see what you're sitting on? And go, yeah, a chair. He goes, you see that water bottle? I go, yeah. He goes, how did you get it? I go, CVS. <laughs> he goes, uh, you see that coat? Where'd you get it from? I'm like, Marshall's. And he goes, how do you think it got here? He goes, a truck. 76% of everything we drink, eat, wear comes on a truck. So wow. even when we were going through the, you know, the 2008, 2009 recession, that company mm. grew double each year. And so obviously my interest peaked immediately. And uh, so that's how I got involved with the trucking space. And at the time I was 25, I was, uh, became the director of, I kind of rose the ranks pretty, pretty quickly at the company and became the director of sales and marketing. And I realized while I was there, there were not really any marketing, digital marketing agencies niche to the trucking space or like more importantly, advertising, right? To recruit for drivers because there's all these numbers of, as we know through COVID, driver shortages, truck driver shortages, but there was really no company out there that was trying to inspire the next generation of truckers. And so at 26 years old, I had a business partner at the time. Mm. We said, hey, you know what? We were married, no kids, no really, uh, just had a, a hope and a dream. And we opened KJ Media. And so next year, next May, we'll be celebrating 10 years in business, which I'm super proud of, super excited of. Wow, quite the story. Quite the story. That's amazing. That's such an interesting fact, though. You said 76% what we eat, drink, and wear. That's insane. <laughs> you know what? It was kind of interesting, too, because a lot of my friends and family are not in the trucking space at all, obviously. Yeah. And it was so funny because during COVID, when the headlines were, wow. you know, paper towel shortages, supply chain shortages, wow. my friends were calling me and family were like, oh, my God, now I kind of get what you do. Oh my God, now I know why you chose the trucking space. Because <laughs> even as the economy shut down, we actually had one of our biggest growth years in 2020 and 2021. Wow. And it was because companies still needed drivers and they still needed marketing to hire on new truck drivers. 
Wow, that's such an interesting space. You know, you also mentioned that you worked for the DHL. How was that experience or how is that kind of poured into what you do right now? You know what? It it really hasn't poured too much. It was only about a year and I was young. But you know what? It, 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 it taught me a lot because I was an outside sales rep. And mm-hmm. going from door to door mm-hmm. um, in office buildings, in Stanford, in Hartford, Connecticut, mm-hmm being chased by the security. Um, And I think sales is something that just, it teaches you a certain grit, a certain resilience. And DHL really taught me that through their formal training. I had an incredible manager um, who helped guide me, um, who I'm still in touch with to this date. Mm -hmm. But it really showed me the the art of like perseverance. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when people say no, it's not that they're just saying no, it also could be what headspace that they're in. Or if people are not polite to you, which happens quite often to the younger salespeople, it's because people just aren't in the right headspace. And so I really learned, um, that perseverance through DHL of um, outside sales and outside co-calling. Yeah, I think that's so important. I mean, it's I think it's a unique experience that only people who've been in that know what it's like to be in it, if that makes sense. Totally. And, you can't explain it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like every no can be – I was told this when I was in sales. Every no can be a yes later, supposedly. You know, So it's just a matter of, like you said, resilience and patience. You know, with you know what the it t- is? I heard, yeah, you know what I heard before? Just to piggyback off what you just said. Yeah. Uh, my old boss used to say, he said, when you get your 18th no, when you're co-calling, the 19th one will be a yes. <laughs> and so I said, oh, my God, what am I doing to myself in sales? Oh. But it actually ended up being pretty true. So Wow. Um, really? That's yeah, funny. That yeah. I know. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> That's funny. So with 10 years, I mean, that's so glad to hear that you've been successful 10 years. It's a long time. Would you say that or what year did it take you to really just get to maybe consistent revenue or just maybe feel secure in what you're doing? Would you say? That's a great question. I would say probably the third or fourth year. Um, The first couple of years, really, because digital marketing was so new to the trucking space. And I'm talking about an industry, it is, you know, 10 to 15 years behind the tech Mm -hmm. industry, all other industries in the world. So a lot of the clientele that we were selling to about social media and why they should be on social, you know, these, these folks are, you know, 65, 70 year old, you know, it's primarily a white male dominated industry. They didn't have Facebook. They weren't on Instagram, right? And so um, they were used to, uh, you know, just putting a ad in the in a newspaper to advertise to get more drivers. And so mm-hmm. there was a huge learning curve, and that's where I kind of found the passion to educate more. And that's a lot of what I do now is just educating on the importance of having a strong branding and a strong um, digital and social media campaign to recruit new folks to your company, but not only recruit, but retain. Mm. uh, Retention is huge. And so Mm. um, we really focus on how can companies retain drivers and make it a better work environment across the board. So I would say just go back probably about three or four years um, lots of ups and downs and peaks and valleys. But, uh, we, we started catching our stride. 
Yay. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. It didn't take too long, three to four years, and to eventually just yeah. get to that stable place. I'm sure it felt long at the time, though. <laughs> it felt like uh, millions of years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was something that, you know, I always knew in, in, the, in my gut that this was the right move. I never mm-hmm. wavered from that. And during those three to four years, and I think that's something that's really important, I would be asked, you know, to be hired, you know, I was, you know, very thankful that people wanted to hire me, but I just knew my gut. It wasn't for me mm-hmm. to work for somebody else. I knew my gut that this was a, a good company. I could make it a good company. I knew it was needed in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so that internal gut and feeling is just so critical to have as an entrepreneur in any space to really believe in what you are doing and the why of what you're doing it. And it helps during those three to four years. And even now during the really great days and the really bad days, mm-hmm. if you have that true gut and understanding of the why you're doing it, it works out. Things yeah. have a way of working out. Yeah. I love that. I mean, speaking to not just having faith, but also just conviction in what you believe in. I think that's, that's, that's the word. So yeah. <laughs> Can you give us it or can you walk us through like maybe an everyday life, would you say, which is what you help your clients specifically with or giving example? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for example, let's call it UPS, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're online and you see, we manage all their job listings. So through Indeed.com, you know, career builder, we're manning job listings, also on the social media side, we built out um, recruitment um, social media posts to help educate people on why they should join. Let's call it UPS, using them as an example, why they should join that company. And then on the back end, we do a lot of programmatic advertising, digital advertising um, through socials. TikTok is starting to pick up, which is really, really fun to uh, be a part of with our clients. Um, and so we basically put together a series of different advertisements. We also um, look at the specific hiring areas of where folks are hiring their drivers, right? So let's call it mm-hmm. New York City. And we, we geofence, right? So that the drivers are in that specific area. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest pieces too is, you know, we're not a big believer in the quantity of leads. We really believe in quality leads mm-hmm. for our customers. So whether you're doing, you know, B2C or B2B, it comes down to the quality of the lead. So we've set up our own internal systems to make the our customers receive the most high intent, highly qualified lead mm. so that they're not wasting their time with tire kickers, if you will. And mm-hmm. so that's something that um, we've taken a lot of pride on and taken a lot of work in doing in setting that up for our um, customers so that the, the the folks that are talking to these drivers or mechanics on the, on every day, mm. they have a true interest. There's a true interest there. And that's, and that's super important because then they'll lead to a conversion and that's how we get measured in marketing, right? Is on conversion. Yes. So yeah. um, that that's part of the, the piece that we really assist our clients with. Mm, thank you for expanding. You know, that quality over quantity that you mentioned, I think that speaks to just having integrity. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, just, yeah, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. You, you also mentioned programmatic, or you said advertising. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on what that what that means? I'm not too sure. 
Yeah, so we do um, quite a bit of programmatic, um, and essentially it is geofencing on mm -hmm. uh, specific audiences that we're able to target. And so a big piece is because we are so niche, we have our own internal, and we also leverage third parties, our own internal leverage third parties, like database systems that we're able to target mm -hmm. drivers. So through, you know, trucker apps, you'd be amazed um, wow. how many trucker apps are out there, right? And I, you know, what's me really funny, Destine, after this, you're going to realize how many tractor trailers are out on the road. This happens every time someone wow. talks to me outside of the industry. They're like, oh my God, I didn't realize, you know, this company's out there. This company's out there, right? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I look forward um, to that. <laughs> What's so, um, yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell what programmatic is. Thank you for expanding on that. So who are your clients or how do you get them? Would you say, is it referrals, social media ads, the apps, like you mentioned? Yeah. So it's a, a combination of the both, uh, you know, everything, uh, when we started, um, we were fortunate enough to build a really, uh, you know, really strong relationships, this industry and my most industries, and I want to say specifically the trucking industry, it is like two degrees of separation. Folks that have been in those industries for, you know, more than five, 10 years, you know, first of all, you're never going to leave the industry. Like I never attend the trucking industry, but you know, people within this space or know of people. And so relationships are huge. And so our clients either come to us by um, referral. Um, we do quite a bit of speaking engagements and we're very, um, active in the trucking associations that are, you know, nationwide and then also state associations, because mm -hmm. the biggest piece I'd like to educate on is, is educating why we need to target the next generation of truckers and why social media and digital is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, as I mentioned earlier, because it is an industry a little bit 10, 15 years behind the times, yeah. um, that it's so important to educate our clients on the importance of that. And right now we actually have a big initiative through the women in trucking organization. Um, only 9% of women make up the uh, trucking and transportation sector, right? When oh, wow. you look at the overall industry averages, it's 47%. So we have a huge gap to fill, right? And yeah. so we're building a lot of uh, marketing campaigns with our clients to target and educate women on why they should become a CDL truck driver. It's not just a male's job. Mm -hmm. um, and the opportunity to really, you know what, we just build out this program with our clients right out of high school. They work in the warehouse or dock worker for four years at 21, because that's the legal law to get your CDL at 21. Um, the company then pays for them to go get their CDL. And by 25, they're making six figures and no college debt, wow. able to travel the country. Yeah. Um, there's positions where you can, if you're both CDL drivers, they're called team drivers. So you could couple wow. up with your best friend, see all the time. That's cool. Um, and you're basically paid to be a tourist in the United States is how I like mm. to think of it. Mm. Wow. That's huge. Those are some facts that... I don't think a lot of people know of it in terms of truck drivers in yeah. general. Not, I didn't even yeah. know that. That's <laughs> what I'm happy to be on this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
What would you say is your agency or I like that you said that relationships are huge. I think that's important. I think it also speaks to referrals and then just also building trust within your community. So important for growth. That's exactly it. Building trust and having that, again, it comes to your gut. You have to have the integrity. And as as an owner, your bar has to be high. Yeah. Um, And I like to I like to say and I, I believe our company gives one of the most white glove services out there because the human, you know, our product it, it is great and it will provide um, value to all of our customers. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's really nice to work with people that you like working with. Yes. Um, you enjoy working with, you feel trustworthy with them. You know, you have that trust and that relationship and you can only, you only grow from there. Yeah. So it's yeah. Really us. having the same values. Yeah, absolutely. Would you mm-hmm. say that trust is one of your core values within your agency? Yeah, trust and a really strong integrity. Integrity, um, yeah. I think, too, one of the things that have made us successful, and obviously over the years we've you know built a great team that, that works for me. Um, they're unbelievable. But one of the, the biggest things that I like to discuss with my team, especially when they first you know sign on with KJ, is that we all make mistakes. It's okay. Yeah. Right? It's okay. Let's just learn from it and move on. And how can we use a mistake as an opportunity, right? And so I, um, my team is very good at owning their part. And I think that's huge for growth, right? Instead of hiding this and, you know, there's no, there's no reason for that, right? We're all humans. There's human error or saying, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it, those three words are really easy to say. I don't know, but let me take some action behind that yeah. and figure this out, right? And so that type of uh, transparency, I think, is mm. what made my team kind of a, we're a really close-knit team. And um, as we grow, I hope to have that same culture, which we will, because it, it really starts with the you know directors and the initial team as you grow the company. So absolutely, um, that integrity, that trust, and that transparency is huge for us. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. I mean, it sounds like you had that foundation in the beginning, right? And then, like you said, it expanded outwardly. You know, I think so often people don't want to, I mean, just admit that we're human and that we make mistakes every day. Yeah, and lifelong growing is possible. Lifelong growth is possible. And it's okay not to know. It's yeah. okay not to know um, yeah. versus, you know, pretending you know and then it being a bigger mistake, right? Um, <laughs> absolutely yeah Yeah. how has it been like just building your team or what year did you decide to grow your team uh it was 2016 um we realized can't do it all yeah i can't do it all right um and really what it came down to was hiring people that are really good in skill sets that i am not good in Mm. and so my op you know, I'm mostly kind of the core of who I am is sales um, and leadership. And so uh, the first few hires were really critical for me to hire strong operational people. Mm. They think completely different than me. They have, they point out different things that I don't think of. Right. Um, but they were key in making our service extremely successful. And so mm-hmm. that's been something I kind of look at is, you know, if someone's like me, they're probably not going to be a good fit for the company, right? <laughs> um, because 
you know, fund like to the foundation of what we're looking for is really operational developers, right, to help with our clients. Now, on the sales side, mm. um, I look for folks. I look for the core values, mm. right? Because sales, it comes down to that honesty, that integrity. Do you, you know, do you do you personally have those values? Because that will then, you know, translate into your relationships with clients. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I do hear this often. Agency owners speak about just hire, hiring what you're not the best at or what you can improve on. And it really just adds yes. fresh perspective, I think, to the entire group, you know, entire support system. It really does. And and then, you know, those holes that you weren't able to fill. And again, back mm-hmm. to saying, I don't know. I don't know how to do this, right? We can't know it all. Yeah. And kind of letting go of your ego. Yeah. To allow yourself to open up that space and, 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 and have really good teammates that work with you. And it makes it a little bit more fun too. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is your agency's expertise right now at this time? Um, as far as services? Um, yeah. yeah, I would say whew, right now we have a strong like recruitment advertising through um, Google actually right now. Some of the new Google initiatives that have been launched at like the PMAX campaigns have done phenomenally for our clients. So we've been mm-hmm. we've been kind of running, kind of barreling down and, and having a lot of our clients advertise on that. Um, right now, too, we're focusing on, um, for 2023, getting more content. As we all know, content is king, and it's difficult to get, especially from our, for, uh, from our industry that just, that's, that's not, you know, what their focus is, right? Their focus is on freight and getting things to where they are. So yeah. um, we have a big push to get more content and get more video interviews mm. from clients you know, uh, of drivers that are maybe working for their company, right? For example, because video outperforms by about 10 X right now. So we're leading in hard and heavy to that. Yeah. So with the videos, it would just be through social media. If you post on social media, just to advertise that specific. Yeah. Posting on social media, but then also making clips and we post it on, um, you know, like through digital advertising as well. So YouTube, Facebook, yeah. TikTok, and all TikTok. that good stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of stories on TikTok. A lot. That, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I think like one, like one million drivers, something like that. Yeah. Wow. What a new age that we're in. We just, everything's changing so Isn't often. It? It's exciting, <laughs> I would say. It is. It is. I um, I personally just downloaded TikTok a couple months back and I was on it for two hours. I I couldn't get off. It was the most entertaining thing in the world for me. Right. I downloaded it a couple months ago too. I've been learning it. I'm like, oh, wow. When it first came out, I was like, no, I'm I'm not going to end up on TikTok. I'm like, wait, there's a need. I need to start posting my content. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's funny. Once again, just admitting that, you know, admitting that I don't know everything. Try. All right. I don't know all that. (laughs) Okay. But yeah. I'm willing to find out, right? Yeah. And I want to find out. I think that's huge. Absolutely. What would you say you're currently learning right now or working on to just kind of level up your agency? Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, focusing a lot more on um, you know, it's not it, it is directly tied to the agency on self-care, right? And because as the owner, when you wake up every day, you have about 45 million things that are going on from all the directions, right? 
And yeah. the biggest piece is how you show up and how you respond to the highs and the lows, right? I mean, every five minutes it can be really great or a low. Yeah. So what I'm really focusing on personally is, um, you know, self-care and setting myself up for the day. At that point, then everything flows really, really easily, right? If I'm waking up maybe a little bit too late, I don't, you know, take time to meditate for about 10 minutes. It's just 10 minutes, right? Right. Um, And just kind of set my intention for the day. I'm really, I'm off and I'm not responding the way I should be responding, right? Or Mm. how my team or my clients deserve me to respond. And so um, with the leadership role, I'm really... Um, you know, I did a lot of personal inventory over the last year on, you know, how can I show up better for mm-hmm. my team? How can I show up better for my clients? Because that will trickle into every aspect of your business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this just brings up the, it emphasizes the importance on just wellness. It's so important in any wellness. industry you're in, right? And I like that really? you said personal inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just read this phenomenal book, which I'll recommend to everyone. It's called Your Next Five Moves. Wow. It's by Patrick David, and he, amazing book, mm-hmm. uh, New York Times bestseller. But he had a self-discovery and personal audit in the book. So I recommend buying the book, reading it. I mean, my book is covered with highlighters, scribbles, all, all the jazz. Um, but he kind of... I read it in the beginning of the year and I was like, oh, wow, this is really powerful. And so yeah. from there, it's transformed a lot of different aspects personally and then through the business. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's actually a later question about any authors that you would recommend. But yeah, I think that's so important. I, I like to say also like just auditing just pieces of your life, right? And just looking at just being intentional with what's going on in their everyday life. And yeah, that's the perfect word for it is intentional. Like, yeah. how do I want to show up for myself today? How do I want to show up for others? Um, because things are going to happen. Yeah. That, the My good friend. and the bad. It's going to happen. Right? <laughs> it's going to happen. This is, I mean, if we learn anything in the last three, de- three years, <laughs> we can't control everything. Right? So how, how can I respond? Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. How can I respond? And so what does that look like for you, right? There's so many books out there. And, you know, I know there's a lot on like, you know, get up at 445 in the morning and work out for 17 hours. That's all great if it works yeah. for you, but figure out what works for you, right? Yeah. It may not be the 445 in the morning. That's not me. That doesn't work for me, right? I'm like, it's 6 a.m. Not 445. Um, it's 630, but before, yeah, it's not, it doesn't work. <laughs> So, you know, figure out what, what the rhythm works for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's huge. And that's what I've been, you know, really focusing on. And that's been leveling, leveling up the business. Yeah, that's good to hear. Have you implemented boundaries with your schedule and things like that? Or or when did you get to a point where you realized you wanted to just, what did you say? Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's tough. But you know what? Because I've really made it a point this year to to show up and be intentional with my day. You know, I'm not as flustered as I used to be, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things that just don't irritate me as much as they used to. Yeah. Um, because I'm taking better mental health of myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
yeah, so I, I really try to be intentional with that. And then, you know, the boundaries, they, they all come, right? But I think I think the bottom line is as an owner, you know, you're, you're going to be kind of running 24 um, seven. Yeah, you know, and that, that's kind of the mentality. But at the same time, if you have that, that space and that time for yourself every day, you'll show up differently and react differently. And I think that's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time management is important. Just to kind of transition. Yeah. Would you, can you name a skill that you've throughout the years that you've had to cultivate over time just to get to the place that you're at today? You know, what's been a big thing for me is figuring out when my brain is at its like peaking at it functionality wise. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I realized for me is that in the morning is when I really like to block out about two hours to tackle like three of my challenges for that day. Right. Um, And I find my brain in the morning is really in that mindset of, you know, maybe strategy planning, media planning, um, you know, financial planning. And after two o'clock that's out the door. It's a perfect time for me to have like team meetings in the afternoon. Right. And so learning, my time management and mm-hmm. when I kind of respond and when my brain's on fire, like, you know, fire in a good way. Um, <laughs> so that I can control my calendar a little bit. So I'm setting myself up for success. So Absolutely. that's something I've been really trying to figure out over the last couple of years. Um, and I feel like I'm like, you know, everything's going to change. You have to pivot. I mean, it's not standstill, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like I'm kind of, you know, learning the vibe I'm in my group now. Yeah, that's really good to hear because, you know, that's so important, especially making your own schedule and then also being like responsible for your clients and what's getting put out in the world. I mean, it's a lot as you're tackling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know my partner, for example, or some of my my, uh, coworkers, my teammates, they are on fire until like midnight, 1 a.m. Me, I'm in bed. I'm exhausted. Anything past six o'clock, I am tapped out. Right. But it's just your rhythm and how your body responds and how, what works for you. Right. Um, I think it's so important to, again, have that like self-awareness as an owner um, and as an entrepreneur, as you're building your company or multiple companies. So to figure out what works for you so that you can show up for yourself show up for your team, your family, your loved ones, and your friends. And it ends up uh, making a little bit of a happier day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this conversation has been very insightful. I'm certain listeners will enjoy just to kind of transition to the ending questions. What would you say is your, or what would you say you're currently most proud of right now on your journey as an agency owner or just in life in general? Really, um, I'm really proud of the people in my inner circle. Mm. Um, the, the, the teammates I have, you know, from my partner to my, uh, my directors that work for me, they, they're incredible. Um, you know, my best friends and I'm really proud, you know, I had to, you know, unfortunately get rid of some of, of the negative people in my life that just weren't the best sports to be around. And that's always challenging. Yeah. Right. But I really um, am proud of the uh, personal inner circle group that I've I built for myself. And, you know, they help me and I help them um, grow and learn. Yay. That's so important. Support is huge. (laughs) For real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
What would you say yeah, on, the the flip side, on the flip side? What's of that? The, I was just about to say on oh, the flip okay. side of the question, what would you say is your biggest rock to move right now on your journey to seven figures? Our biggest rock to move. Um, well, we're in seven figures um, oh, nice. right now is the big R word right now, the big recession word that's in the media that's coming. And it's really difficult right now for clients to plan and, you know, put together their media budget. So yeah, that's obviously outside of us. Um, but we're taking the time, you know, we're all, we're all in December now. Um, but you know, January is when we really start putting together our like educational, webinars, speaking events. And, um, this way, if that does happen, if there's an, you know, an issue regards to client spending, we still will have a strong pulse on marketing and there's always opportunities when, Mm -hmm. um, is down. I I believe that thoroughly. So, um, yeah. So I think it's right now, just the uneasiness right now of the overall economic state and president election. (laughs) So, it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How were you able to just to circle back, tackle 2020? You know, like that. Oh, you said that it was good, I think. Is that what you said? That it actually ended so, up. Yeah. yeah. So again, so if you think about it, right? So 2020, 20, uh, 20, uh, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. during the financial crisis, that's mm-hmm. when I started the, the truck driver staffing company. Oh, wow. They were doubling size every year. Then we go through 2020. Our company, not 2020, the 2021 grew 98%. Wow. Right? Uh, so two of, uh, you know, pandemics, financial recessions, in my lifetime at least, you yeah. know, working lifetime, we succeeded. And it's because back to the, the, the 76% of everything you eat, drink, wear comes on a truck. That's not going to change. That's not going to go anywhere, right? Um so we will always have the need for drivers and this type of service. Wow. And that's so important. You know, that's a necessity. Mm-hmm. I think there's another word for that, though, too, as well. I mean, the same way that I can't put my finger on it, but the same way that water is a necessity, like people who are in that type of industry selling water, things like that, like it's always going to be needed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 I feel like I know the analogy. That word specifically, I know. I can't. Think I forgot. It. And it has. Yeah, we'll we'll probably remember it. Too, I yeah. know. Twenty minutes later, I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> oh, is it a commodity? Yeah. No, is it a commodity? No, it's not. Yeah, it's a commodity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, do you have any last advice for agency owners or your peers listening to this at all? Um. Yeah, well, first off, I wanted to say thank you so much for reaching out to me. It's been a pleasure, you know, speaking with you um, and really love, you know, these type of opportunities to talk to folks outside of the industry. We do a lot of this inside the industry, but outside of the industry, because my overall goal and passion is to educate everyone about the trucking industry and what a great career path it can be, whether from a truck driver to a, to a CEO, right? Um, and so that's something I'm really always interested in. And so I think the biggest thing that we really touched upon and just kind of figure out your own rhythm, you know, and, and, and focusing on what 
you can do for your self-care, what makes what makes you tick, what motivates you mm. and calms you down to be able to stay focused and have a good response to all the fires that happen with entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. Um, again, really high highs, really low lows, but how you respond and how you react are the two key things to um, ensure that you're going to be moving the needle and moving on towards success. Mm, yeah, thank you for that. You know, I, I am also curious to know, did you see yourself going down this route? Have you always had like an entrepreneurial spirit, you'd say, in the past compared to yeah, now? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Um, I never really enjoyed um, uh, getting, you know, we go to you're like 13 years old, your parents would give you, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks to yeah. go to the movies. And for some reason at that such a young age, it just didn't sit with me well. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. And um, at an age of 15, I started working. I was making milkshakes at a place called Cheeburger Cheeburger. (laughs) And I was hustling for tips. Mm. And I was making 50 bucks a night. But at 16, Mm. I felt rich, right? And since I started working, I just never stopped. I loved the interaction with people. I loved being able to control my income. I love them, you know, controlling my time. And so I feel like I've always, I've always had that itch and that, that, that kind of spirit. Yeah. That's amazing. That kind of just poured into what you do now. I mean, you're in an industry that's so needed (laughs) and so fresh. People are like, Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) That makes sense. This is huge, but you know, it's really good to hear. And yeah. How can people get in contact with you? Um, you can get in contact with me, go to my website, kjtransmedia.com. So it's KJ Transmedia. Um, and they could just submit a form on a contact us. Please reach out to me. And then um, I will I'll reach back out. I'm also all over LinkedIn. So um, friend me. It's Jack McManus. And um, would love to have you a part of my network. Yay. Thank you so much for your Yay. time today. And yeah, have a good yeah. rest of your evening <laughs> or afternoon. Thank you so much.